Torchlit Tavern is a podcast for adults that occasionally deals with themes of violence, drug use, trauma, and other adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Oh man, I get to oh man, I get to use new dice. Oh my god! All right, I'm not using Roy dice, and I'm I'm now using this character's dice. I'm gonna do this out of habit. I don't know how it's gonna work once I edit it down. Yeah. Okay. But hey, everybody, welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. This is campaign two. We're finally starting up campaign two. We're calling it Torchlit Tavern Black Powder. Hot damn! Had to, had to do it. Had to keep it. I like it. It just it just uh, it just rolls. It just feels good. Rolls off real nice. Our first episode, our prologue episode, is going to be a little different. Uh, I'm going to be bringing in all of my players individually, one at a time, to do a short game. We'll say, but it's not even a full episode because I'll put them all together and I'll get a full episode. Today, recording with me, first recorder, first guy, up to the plate. It's me. It's Ryan. You probably heard me already because I couldn't shut up during Jay's intro, but it's me. I'm it's here. Okay. Welcome. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us yet again. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Yeah. The, the, my name's Jameson Oxford. I will be your dungeon master. Uh, I'm retiring a bit. I will just be your dungeon master for the rest of this campaign. Uh, uh, we are a real play 5th edition Cards Against Humanity podcast. <gasps> That's news to me. I'm not prepared. Yeah. And I brought so- a character sheet. I didn't bring a handful of cards. No? No. Hmm. It's okay. You, we, we'll hook you up with some spell cards or something. Did it have to be Cards Against Humanity? It's so tired now. It's my bit. It's going to be a different one every time. It's very good. And improve. Thank you. There's a, it's a lot to choose from. There is. I think we'll just get into it. Fuck. All right. Yeah. This is, this is it, guys. We're, we're here. Are you excited? I'm extremely excited. I'm kind of nervous. I'm kind of nervous. I'm nervous as fuck. Like this is gonna this is, this character is about to be my life for the for the foreseeable future. So yeah, I'm kind of nervous. Yeah. Uh, y- you ever like? I don't. If anybody out there has gotten married, I want you to know that sometimes you can still feel nervous with people you've been with forever, and that's kind of the way I feel today. I feel like I'm on my wedding night with these people, even though we've been playing for three years. With me, I'm nervous specifically. starting up another campaign. We are married now. We are married canonically. I expect a ring. <sighs> And fine. I'll I'll make one. All right. You will. Cool. Yeah. My character has the ability. I guess I'm not gonna make you say who you're playing. We already did that. Let's just let's just do it. All right. Set the scene. The spice docks. A magnificent set of docks and wooden structures spills out from a brightly colored cobblestone streets of Portus Sinmar. Surrounded as far as you can see up to the shoreline sit tall warehouses and storehouses with their large doors thrown open to receive the incoming wares, brought by a flotilla of ships and barges from all across Shar. The docks, which span several miles, from the rich vias in the northern coast to the southern drug dens near the bottom of Portis and Mars, more seedy side, are filled with carts, merchants, sailors, and soldiers of all kinds, moving, protecting, buying, and selling various product. At the center of it all sits an excise house that sits in the middle of the square, several windows maintaining the flow of tax and business, backed up by a small garrison nearby, packed with trained soldiers. And uh, you are not far from this place. There is a humongous crowd of people. It's almost like like the New York Stock Exchange. People are packed in and jockeying to get to these windows. Hustling and bustling. Yeah, it's a lot of hustle going on. This is, this is, a, this is a hopping square, and there's a lot of work going on. We meet... Your character, Ryan, 
which would be one of the few times that I say your name. We're going to say goodbye to the name Ryan and uh, start referring to you as uh, your character. What does your character go by? Uh, my character goes by the designation number nine. All right. Some people can just shorten it to nine. Most people just say number nine. Okay. Do you, should I say nine or number nine? Uh, as your dungeon master, I need to know. Ooh. Uh, I think the character itself prefers to be number nine, but uh, because that is what I—that is what I—that is the name I was given. That was what I was told. I am number nine. But okay. people tend to just shorten it to nine because it's easier. All right. Well, number nine, you come online. It's the best way to describe what happens with you, because you are not a typical hero. Uh, as your I'm a hero, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll find out. <laughs> not your typical run-of-the-mill character i don't know it's DD. there's no run-of-the-mill characters but as the light comes on in your eyes oh man i'm gonna be stopped and stalled so many times what's the eye situation uh their eyes there's n- there's not really pupils per se they just kind of light up so the light comes on in your eye shaped eyes eyes okay you have eyes more or less yeah, I mean, they're lights, but they're eyes. And directly in front of you is the elongated, scaly snoot of a a kobold. Uh, your memory banks say this is a kobold as you kick on. You don't know how long you've been off, um, but it is this probably hasn't been too long. Like like a normal kobold? Or is this like, do I have a pet? Are you telling me I have a pet? Uh, you're, there's like a little bit of fog on your eyes as he re- leans back away from you. And he's like, um, he's on line again you uh you wanted me to fix him and he's fixed and uh you hear a voice next to you that just says uh do you want do you want to fix it now because it's she hey here how about this you can say it in character voice because you've been hiding your character voice from me and uh if you think he's referred to you incorrectly correct him uh uh, hello hi yes hi 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 what can I do for you? Um, nothing sh- for me. Kind of, kind of a she, by the way. Oh. oh, 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 sorry. Um, she's fixed now. And, and next to you, a uh, strong-sounding voice goes, "Uh, thank you. You can take your money and go." Oh, was I broken? Um, yes, temporarily. You had bugs that they wanted worked out. I don't know if I got them or not. I mean, I could. I can take a look. Um, uh, so as you say that, he is bundling up his tools. He seems to be an artificer of some kind. Oh, can I can I see this for a sec? Um, I'd I'd rather you didn't know. But I can like I can tell that there's something wrong. I I, I think I need to take a look at it with me. Um, the guard says yes. There is something wrong. You talk back too much. You ask a lot of questions. I like to learn things. <sighs> I do not think you fixed him. I, well, yeah, I'm not a fix. That's why I asked for the tools. That voice is wild. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, should, should I give her my tools? I don't really want... No, you do not give her your tools. You can. It, you've, you've done what you can. We're not going to let it work on itself. I mean, am I... I mean, I might know more. I've worked on myself for a long time. The Maker taught me how. Ugh, the Maker again. Um, we have things to do. You've been shut off half the day. I have work that I need you to complete. When did I get shut off? 
Oh, uh, three, 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 about three hours ago, I worked on you for a couple hours. Uh, they, they were complaining because you, you, you weren't operating the way they expected you to. Okay. Will I now? I, I don't know. Will you? Oh, okay, then. Did the maker say to do that? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just a local artificer. I just, I just want to be paid. Do you know the maker? Huh? Do you know the maker? He looks at you really weirdly. And he says something under his breath. Roll perception. Damn, that's a heavy dice. <laughs> uh, that is a whole three. A whole three. Yeah. He says something under his breath. Um, your passive insight lets you know that whatever you just asked kind of uh, made him pause, look at you like weird, like he's tripped out by the fact that you said that to him. But he... But he just sort of continues packing his things, and he starts to move away. So you don't? Um, no. I, I, Thurman, Thurman does not know the maker. Thurman? Yeah. Is that your name? Yeah. Hi, Thurman. Thank- uh, Hi. What's your name? He said. he says it like somebody in, like, a pattern, not really- What- what's yours? Uh, well, the maker calls me number nine. The maker calls you number nine? Yeah. Huh. I think okay. that's my name. That's what I've always been called, or at least that's what she always called me. Uh-huh. Okay. Are you okay? No. I, I, I'm gonna go. And he, he, he gets his stuff. Do you need some help? No. No, he drops some tools. He picks them back up. No, I'm, I'm good. Can I help you? I know the maker didn't really ask me to help you, but you look like you need help. So He I is not the one you are supposed to be helping. Let him go. Uh, oh. Next to you is, okay. uh, you realize that the man next to you is dressed in pretty, uh, Good clothes, but he is armored. He looks to be like some sort of high-ranking guard, maybe. Uh, hi. Hi. How can I help you? I need you to help with the loading and unloading of the docks. That boat that you were doing earlier, I need you to help me load it. Right now? Yes. Okay. Uh, have you seen the Maker, though? No, I have not seen the Maker. Okay, well... She had me helping Mr. Underbrew. Do you remember me? Do you know Mr. Underbrew? No, I do not know Mr. Underbrew. From across the dock, you see, like, another guy dressed as a guard. Just tell her the magic words. Oh, of course. The maker says unload the boat. Okay. And do you do it? Yeah, I walk off. Okay. So... They start to put you to work. Uh, it, it's kind of obvious that they just sort of expect you to do a lot of heavy lifting for the most part. At first, you're just sort of loading heavy equipment off of this boat. Uh, go ahead and roll me a strength check. Uh, that is a 11. All right. Uh, you're, you don't do it particularly quickly, but you're, whatever uh, your gears are made of, you're very sturdy. Um, I want to go over something about your character that's going to be important. You've been stripped down. Like, your character used to be outfitted at one point or another for war. Oh. This is about more about flavor. I'm not going to change anything about you, really. But you you current, like, a lot of, like, your extra parts that you have had in your past, mm-hmm. they've been taken or repurposed. People have told you the maker needs these, and you've given them up in the past. That seems rude. Yes, it, it is. Uh, but basically, the premise is that you are old and uh, a troublesome model and sometimes they feel like the armor and things is better suited on something else that will take orders okay there was a time when you were uh, a very heavily built 
stronger version of the bot that you are now. So you are loading and unloading boats uh, as the day goes on. You find yourself lifting bales of barley. Do you do that? I could. The, the maker says to lift the bales of barley. Okay. You find uh, at one point they give you a parcel to ta- take to a dangerous section dockside. Do you do that? Do I have to right now? <sighs> the maker says you need to. Okay. They uh, they have you unload another boat. Do you do that? The maker says. Okay. And then at the end of the day, they bring two sailors in front of you, and they ask to execute them because they were in an attempted mutiny. What? The maker says you need to kill these men because they have committed an atrocity on their ship. Okay. And do you do that? I don't feel good about it, but I do. An hour later, I did this to me. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry. I forgot to say, uh, Randall didn't join us this year, so somebody needed to be tortured. Oh, and uh, you I all are going to have to pick up his slack. <laughs> so right after you kill two men. <laughs> I appreciate that you didn't go ahead and just, you know, describe that for everybody. No, no, it's, it's, it's really routine for you like this there's not a lot of thought given to it other than did the maker ask right it's fucked up yeah yeah, yeah. i said that yeah ryan is torn with that now it's but... it, it's, it's gross <laughs> but you said you wanted to play a morally uh yeah blank yeah, slate no let's go i uh i warned ryan, the this is not that... roy so that would that no that I mean, would have killed him too probably um oh, yeah. <laughs> ryan, without, ryan plays dark i wouldn't have hesitated <laughs> no <laughs> uh the guard that's been giving you orders you see this you see this middle-aged man come up to the guard while you're working, and he says to him, Excuse me, sir. My neighbor, he is avoiding local ordinance. He did not report his earnings or pay taxes this year. Really? Is that true? Yes. Um, do I get the reward? Yes, sir. And, uh, you see him hand, hand this older man some coins, and then uh, he snaps for two other guards, and then the guard points to you and says, Come stand with us while we arrest this man. And then they go to, they follow this older man to his house. And then he points at the door next to his and uh, they knock. Hey, was that supposed to agree to that? Oh, (laughs) Uh, they get about five feet away. He just kept going. They get get five feet away and he says, the maker needs you to follow us. Okay. And they follow this older man. And then he points at his neighbor's door and then they knock on the door and uh, they arrest this neighbor for not following local law and ordinance you see that they they put him in shackles he looks like he's going to try to run but then he sees you and he just stops hi uh, hello are you okay no i don't i could i i have family to feed you should feed them are you are you making fun of me no do you need help feeding them stop speaking to the warforged and they push him forward and the two guards that he called over move them away Hey, is, is he okay? He'll be fine. I think he needs help. No, he does not need help. He has forfeited help. As you finish that grimoire, you hear the honking of a horn and an engine revving, and you see a bunch of people parting out of the way, and a very well-built, freshly painted, dark red Tiggle Wagon. It's a, a deluxe model. Hey. Pulls up. It's got, a cro- it's got a crop top, and it pulls up, and there's a driver in the front, and in the back, you see a gnome figure with dark hair and a sallow complexion and a 
another person dressed in the red and black robes that you've come to recognize as Inquisitor's robes. Number nine, you know that these people tend to give you lots of orders, and they expect them to be done. And they always get very frustrated uh, when you question it and ask if the maker wanted it done. Uh, You seem to recall the last time you were shut off, an Inquisitor had asked you to do something, and you had questioned it. Ah, okay. And, uh, yeah. Uh, obviously that Inquisitor has moved on, and, uh, this, but this one seems to be dressed in very richly dyed robes. He looks like a higher-up. Or the Tigawagon pulls over, he hops out, the gnome stays inside. Uh, he speaks to the guard near you for a moment. Yeah, they have a brief whispered conversation. I'm just over here working, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, he moves past you to a ship, and off of this one ship steps a another unit a lot like you it looks like it's a similar model one of the older ones steps off of a boat and uh steps down and you see that this inquisitor goes over to it to inspect it and then it pulls out a gun lance and starts to aim it at the inquisitor wait what <laughs> yes uh the warforged yes uh the other unit that's a lot like, like you, Bo, this one's actually kitted for war. You see all the guards start to panic. You see a lot of shouted yells. Do you do anything in this round that you hear? Or I'm working. Okay. I'm doing what I was told. That's fine. You're cleaning up uh you're cleaning up some blood. Um that I made. Yes. And uh, you see some shout outs. He gets off one round, the Inquisitor jumps out of the way, and then a lot of shouts of deactivate are told. Now I look. <laughs> you see it shut down for a second, and then you see it kind of kick back on, and then you see one of the guards runs up and, like, messes with something on the back of it, and then it finally collapses into a heap. You now see the Inquisitor screaming at some of the guards nearby, and also at the man who seems to open own the boat that it got off of. Okay. I told you, the other units, the older units have issues. You wanted an old unit, you got an old unit. It's not my fault that the issues nearly got you killed. Uh, overhearing that, I say, is, it, is, is there, there something, something wrong? wrong? No. There is nothing wrong. Okay. Is that unit being used by the military at the moment? And he nods toward you, and you see the guard. Yes, I, I need it for dock work. No, you do not. I will take it. And you see, he, he looks like he's about to talk, and then he shuts his mouth. Wait, me? Yes, you. He walks up, and he starts circling you and inspecting, like, your gears and stuff. Uh, you want? Could you describe yourself? We haven't done that yet. Yes, I can do that. Uh, number nine, boy. If any of you have ever played Overwatch, uh, she looks <laughs> uh, kind of like Orissa, who is the the big centaur robot, but she's not a centaur. She's bipedal, and uh, instead of the crazy horns that Orissa has, those are gone. It's just a, a normally round shaped head, but uh, she has. Uh, cables coming out of her head that look like hair kind of look like dreadlocks and they are tied back with a sort of bandana into like a long ponytail behind her and then uh, she wears a, a smithing apron and that's kind of it you know very robotic silvery a lot of a lot of metal everywhere uh there is if she if the apron wasn't on you'd be able to see uh, a bit of a light in the middle yeah but that's yeah uh- I, I think uh, Warforged are also described. They're not always metal. Like, they're they're a combination of, like, synthetic material, metal, mm. wood, leather. 
And I think, yeah, like I said, the, you're a bit of a stripped down version. Yeah. So I think there's a there's your your there's yours the softer materials are. It's definitely plating. Like if you go under that, yes. there is like you can see yeah. like. Yeah. It looks like I, I mean I guess. I guess wires instead of more like instead of like veins and muscles or muscles. Stuff. Yeah, it's like yes. weird synthetic looking. Yes, gross. I yes, I love it. It's but not gross, gross and cool. Not gross. <laughs> We're avoiding gross. Deftly. Yeah, she large, large yeah. and in charge. So not in charge. He, Very much not in charge. Not in charge. He circles around you and he looks at the guard. He's like, "I will take this one. You will join my uh, group as we go into the dependencies of Celestian." Hi. Hi. What do I call you? Number 41 seems to be broken. 41? I'm... That's... I'm number 9. That's number 41? Wow. Yes. Yes, he was number 41. Yeah, the maker calls me number 9. I'm going to have him decommissioned. Okay. Are they okay? No, they did not follow the rules. They did not follow my orders. Oh. Well, are they broken? Yes, Normally, they, normally are. they follow orders really well. I know, because I do, usually. Do you? That's good. Yeah. Well, you know, if the maker wants me to do a thing, I do it. Really? He looks at the guard, and the guard says, You have to say, the maker wants you to do it, or it will not listen. She? She. She. Yeah. Yes. The maker called me a she. Well, referred to me as her, she, she, her, I don't know. Are we concerned about its usage of the word maker? Um, it's just one of the quirks it's developed. I I don't know. Is that good? Is there a problem? It is she, though. But, because, you know, she... The maker called me she, she, you know? Yes, miss. It is good to see you. Miss? What? Well, that's new. Yes, well, it's new being corrected by a automaton. Pack it up and send it to the army tomorrow. We leave at first light. And we he walks it? away. Hey, where are you going? He does not respond to you. He goes and he hey, gets back in the car. you didn't tell me your name. Hey! Hey, what's that guy's name? That is, in, that is High Inquisitor Vivaldi. Vivaldi? Y- yes. Uh... And you belong to him now. I'm, I'm being... I'm being moved again? I imagine you'll be moved a lot. Oh. Does the maker know? I'm sure someone will tell her. I hope so. Wait, did she say I could go with him? Yes. Yes, she did. Oh. Okay. I'd like... Have you seen the maker? It just, it's been a long time. I, I have not seen them in a while. But they gave me orders to tell you to do what I say. And now you will do what Inquisitor Vivaldi says. Mm. Okay. You think he looks actually sad for you. You okay? Yes, he shakes it off. Finish unloading this. And then, uh, and then I will send you to the armies. Okay, thanks, uh, thank you. For, you know, having me, I guess. Thank you for your work. He walks away. It was nice helping you. Bye. I have dark vision. Hey, cool, bud. That's super handy. It it is. I just, I'm not used to that because I'm used to being the one guy in the dungeon that can't see shit. (laughs) So. That's a 17 and a 9. It's going to be all right. Hello, everyone. I'm Mitch, formerly Bruce, and now I am Aderu, and I am slowly unraveling the entire structure of the Audacity recording software. Perfect.
it, it's working, right? We, we're good? Yeah. The little wavy things. The wavy things oh, cool, mean we're cool. good, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got wavy, wavy things. Wavy things are good. I got wavy wavy things. things are a great sign. That's good. Cool, cool, cool. I, uh, I cannot wait to get back into a game of Risk. Been so long since we do it. Yeah, man. It's going to be good. And uh, yeah, new. So we're playing new characters and we are getting used to them. And I'm trying to set you guys up with your own little plots and like drives. And so I decided to do prologue scenes with you guys. It'll take about and I 20 may to 30 or may not time. have an accent prepared. We will just sort of bind out because as anyone who's done role playing knows, nobody knows what the character sounds like until it falls out of your mouth. And then you're stuck with it, so you hope it's good. Mitch being <laughs> Mitch being unprepared is starting to become a Mitch brand. Uh, he's here, he's ready to play, he's excited, but he's never quite ready. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, so, so yeah, um, Jay, yes. since I know how we run things, okay. and I know that you, you, I haven't read my character sheet, which means you definitely haven't read your my character sheet. So there's a bunch of stuff going on. Um, I am a level one druid, and uh-huh. I am... A wild hunt spectre. You mean barbarian. What did I say? You said druid. Fuck. I am a barbarian. (laughs) Shit, you're right. I haven't read it. I am a barbarian, and I'm a wild hunt (laughs) shifter, which means if I shift, which I get to do once a day, I get bonuses on wisdoms, and anyone attacking me can suck a dick. They don't get advantage, because I have min-maxed that reckless attack, my Uh, friends. Mitch, are you trying to learn Dungeons & Dragons? No, I'm trying mm. to beat it. Yeah, because you you made a decent character Dungeons when you made and House. Dragons has been beating me for years. It is yeah. time that I beat it back. All right. Well, we'll see how that goes for you this go around. I think that uh, you've made plenty of great characters. It's usually your dice rolls that you're going to have to work on. Yeah, but I mean, as we saw with House, yeah. there's ways yeah. to fix that. <laughs> it's, it's rough. Okay. So, yeah, I am looking at your character sheet, and I'm going to promptly forget most of this. Good. Me too. Aderu. That's the name? Am I pronouncing it correctly? Fucking, I don't know. It's got it an Daru? E with a... It's got an E doffing its hat and a U rolling a bowler. I don't know what these tilde things do to words. I don't either. I'm going to say the D is pronounced T-H to be an ass. So I'm going to say it's Atheru. Atheru. Yeah. I... Okay, Atheru. Yeah, that sounds uncomfortable to say. I'm going to stick with it. Atheru. All right, Atheru. You know what? That's fine. I'm supposed to be speaking in a suit sort of... Uh, Mediterranean, French, Spanish, Italian blend throughout ah, most of this campaign. Mediterranean, yes. Uh, that's the that's what I'm going for in the area you guys are in. So that'll help. Your name is is along those lines. Ateru. This is a brief rundown of where your character is in the world. You've been sent on a sacred mission for your circle, or at least that's what you, Ateru, believe. The leader of your pack has placed his faith in you. The name of the enemy has arisen for the first time in 25 years. You have been chosen as a sacrifice into the world to root out the Hated One, which brings you to the once scenic town of Duena on the border of the Bree and Celestian territory. The farms and fields in the area are equal parts bountiful, but also equal parts scorched and destroyed as you make your way toward the town. And you are traveling with two women of your order. Woo! It's a party. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next to you, would you guys ride anything? Um, I think... Because of who we are, we would ride anything up until it was unbecoming to do so because it would blow our cover. Anything? I think so. All right, like, so you're I on think, a hentar. I think it would very much... Uh, so here, maybe. <laughs> no, I'm going to say probably not because the only hentars we would have access to would be the feral ones. And as we've covered, I'm level one. I don't survive that encounter. 
<laughs> the three of us do not survive that encounter. I, I, I think we'll skip it. We won't have mounts. Uh, you are have us ride something with... less dangerous, like wolves or tigers. That's fair. I think we're just going to say that you uh, you are walking. Uh, it draws less attention than wa- than riding wolves and tigers anywhere near the common roads. Generally speaking, yeah. You, you cross country in the outback four by fours, and then you go on foot. And uh, as you guys are pulling up to the edge of civilization, uh, it's you're starting to get out of the wilderness and into an area where you probably will bump into people. Disgusting. Yeah, you guys have been traveling together for a little bit, and you've been having an argument. And uh, one of the girls with fiery red hair who travels with a very large brawny squirrel uh she's she's pushing like middle ages at this point and she's arguing with you it's dnd man we're all pushing middle ages uh, that's fair anyway i'm telling you what you're trying to do isn't gonna work this is this is a mistake and you're going to get in trouble or die you kind of say it ain't gonna work if you don't know it though we ain't never done it we kind of say it ain't gonna work I've been doing this for years. No, but no you ain't been doing this. Off. Ain't no one been doing this. This is a new. That's why I'm saying that we got to do it. We got to do it the new. <sighs> Folly of youth. I, I've been trying for an hour to change your mind. I don't think it's going to happen. Does the robin change the mind of the cuckoo? No, it is not. <sighs> the cuckoo come to the nest and the cuckoo push the robin out. The cuckoo take his place and the cuckoo do the mayhem from within. The cuckoo's designed to do that. Are you? Yes. Look at me. I'm close enough to there, Ken. Tall orange one. They call themselves the Veyoy. Hmm. They are good robin for me to be cuckoo. The tall, they look a strange kind of like me. And they're assholes. Not getting along make me fit in great. Let's go ahead and roll our first check. It's a persuasion check. I'm gonna go with I fail. My dice are gonna back me up with a two. Alright. <laughs> yeah, uh, she makes a sour look. And it looks like you... Hang on, you, like, hang on. I get to add to that. I get oh. to add... I okay. have skills. You're right. I have skills. It wasn't a one. Yeah, that's a zero, dumbass. <laughs> you have a negative two to wisdom? I have a negative two or to persuasion. Or negative two to charisma? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is going to go great. So, Ateru, you say that to her, and she looks, like I said, she's been talking to you for hours, and she just gets this cold look on her face, and she looks at uh, the other woman who's traveling with you, nods at her, and says, fuck him. He's gonna die, and she runs off with Squeaks, her her uh, her squirrel companion. So on your on your left is Kaleth, who watches her run away, and she also says, "I I think you might she might be right, and you shouldn't do this. We can do a lot better, the three of us. If you do this, then you're on your own." We cannot do a lot better, but they've been doing what we're doing for generations, and look what mm. we're doing. We're doing nothing. We hardly hold it back. No, I. We used I to sweep it through like brush fire. Now we are like kindling, burning, and fire pit. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to go follow Ashley. Uh, before I do, and she gives you kind of like a look up and down. Do you want to take some time before we move on? I don't think that would be prudent from a time frame. I got to be a doing things now, you know. Got to get in before they suspect things. I know we've been seen. I know it. The three of us, we walking in, we too close. Her uh, her ears kind of move in a strange way and they as they tilt backwards and she goes, <laughs> Fine. I'm going with her. Look, another Good time. Luck. Another time. You'll be dead. And she runs off as well, leaving you alone on the road to Duena. Uh, do you travel on? I mean, I got shit to do. Yep. All right. So as you get closer. Actually, Jay, what is this shit I'm doing? You. Uh, we, we never covered that. We got right into the action, which is yeah, great. Yeah, 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 Why yeah, am I, I here? Little, I love a little action. You gotta, gotta hook people with drama. We just hooked and, in. Uh, the, yeah, the drama was that was no action, actually. Yes, no action at all. That's our, that's our brand. So- you are heading to the town of Duena because you 
have decided that the only way to achieve your order's goals, the order of the broken circle, is what you guys are called. I don't know if you guys call yourselves that as much. You might. We're just correct. And you know that if you are going to achieve this sort of secret mission that you're on, finding this enemy, as I stated before, that you will need a way to infiltrate the society and the military. And as you told to Ashlyn, that the easiest way for you to do that is to maybe pretend to be a hobgoblin because you share some of their features. You'd be kind of a strange looking one, but you could pass maybe. You also know that hobgoblins are from another nation. Ugly but functional is my entire professional brand. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, You guys know that also another... The, the Knorians, where the Hobgoblins are from, Knorinok, they are a nearby nation that sells mercenaries. They provide their workers for coin. And in the nation of Bree, you need identification to get just about anywhere, but mercenaries tend to have mercenary IDs that are very rarely looked at. They're kind of like a, a blind spot in the system. And you you have decided and heard about these and realized that this is your way in. Uh, so you're hoping to find a mercenary traveling through the town of Duena which is a fairly low uh, military... Uh, what's my word? Low presence. A, yeah, a low military presence all around. Um, it is on the outskirts of, this, of the city. It's away from any enemies, so it doesn't come under a lot of attack. Uh, it is basically the last town in Bree before you get to Celestian when you're heading north. And that's where you are. Uh, so what's what's the outskirts look like? All right, so... Because I, I know I need to get in. Yeah. And I know that I can't just walk in. Because I've yeah. had... Have I had experience with this? Yeah, yeah. Have I had experiences with this? Have I tried it and failed? Have I just seen other people? Like, what's what's my intel coming from? How am I approaching this? Well, okay, so what does your character look like? Because that'll help me answer this question. Uh, how, different from a standard human being or elf or, you know, the base races, so to speak, do you look? So he he's like uh he's like five eight. He's not tall. He's not super short either. He's just sort of average human height. But he doesn't look human because he has a sort of felid looking nose, and he's got somewhat pointed ears. And his whole body is felid means feline. I think so. That okay. might I, I said it and immediately think that's the wrong word. Yeah, I, don't I think know. it's yeah, felixis just, or feline. I think I know. What you, yeah, I just check it. I think I knew what you meant, but yeah, feline, not 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 cat, but you know, he's got a, a sort of pointed nose, which looks kind of like a a malformed veoi or orcish nose. You know, that yeah. slightly distorted snout. His eyes are yellow instead of normal humanoid color or normal human colors, and he's got sort of a. a an auburn tinted fur over most of his body, so he could never okay. really pass as a human. Like that would be a hard sell anywhere, anywhere outside of a circus. That would be a hard fucking sell. When, when they refer to peach fuzz on people's lips, you literally have that across most of the body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ho- homie does not does not okay. fit in. So he yeah. could try to roll with a bugbear, but he's not big enough or lanky enough to really look like a bugbear. Yeah. Orcs don't really have the fuzz, so. Hobgoblin, I guess. Yeah, no, that that definitely kind of kind of tracks with Hobgoblin. Your features being, like I said, a little bit alien to them. But if you were talking to people, people who don't who know are, better, yeah, or you know, wouldn't dare question a Hobgoblin because they are generally kind of scary. An armed Hobgoblin. <laughs> yeah, an armed Hobgoblin. That's a good call. So, so no, you typically avoid uh, city center or metropolitan centers of any kind, even small villages. You might be able to infiltrate briefly if you were well dressed but because they tend to, the the guards would tend to question your 
identification or what you're doing there if you get stopped. It's generally best to stay away, if at all possible. Obviously, as an operative of any kind, there might come times when you have to push that, but you definitely know the dangers of doing this. Being a fashionista, I do have a set of traveler's clothes from the region. Okay. And uh, without careful scrutiny, it's difficult to find the bloodstains. Sure. Okay. Because um, you gotta blend in a little bit. Yeah, I guess. Um, as you get closer, as you put on this outfit... The only person that you find on these outskirts is, uh, you notice a pig farmer moving his sows across the road, who briefly bro- blocks your path. It's the only person that you run across while you're, while you're here. Uh, you know that in about a mile, you'll come to the main entrance to Duena. Uh, as you are passing, he does sort of look at you, and uh, he tries to move his sows quicker, because he just, there's something about you that freaks him out at first. It looks like he did clock your face. Is it nighttime? No. Okay. Uh, in my head cannon, he does the predator eye thing at night that mm. uh, you see with canines. Canid. That's why I said feel it. Canid is canine. Canid. Canine. With yeah. uh, canids and phylixis. I, I think it's phylixis. He, so if you catch the light just right, he does have that eye shine, and that would freak out commoners. That's one of the tells that he has that does separate him from the Veoi. Sure. Uh, actually, you know what? It, it's, it, it, this was kind of you approaching the city, so I will go ahead and ask. Are you approaching at night or day? Maybe I'm going to go during the shittiest hour, dusk. Dusk. Okay. Then, yeah, that's what he catches. You're kind of getting to the town right when it would start to get dark, and he catches just the flash of your eyes, which kind of makes him kind of move his sows a little faster. Uh, you don't want to bump into a hooded, cloaked man with glowing eyes in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's that's generally not not good times. Yeah, can, I, uh, can I have a moment of your time, man? Um... I don't got no time for nobody. Who will you be selling your sow to? Ah, uh, the, 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 the army. The they army. Buy, they pay good for it. Who will be in your buyer? What's his name? Oh, ah. Uh, Vivaldi? Vivaldi. I think he's buying up most of the sow lately. Vivaldi with the army is buying up your sow. Is he giving you a good deal? Uh, uh yes. Yeah. He pays, I... he pays, he pays what more than, than the villagers can. I'm, uh, thinking about, thinking about making purchase for another section of army. How much would I be paying yet to be to be fixing this, right? He uh, he's gonna give you a sort of look up and down with your slightly stained, uh, basic cloak. Uh, he didn't roll great, but he does Hang seem on. like I also don't roll great. Oh, okay. If you want to challenge me, Twelve. I'm gonna make you. Oh, you d- you're good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he looks you up and down, and that was a flat lie. Ca- I, I will I will always try to roll for a flat fucking lie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's because he has no reason to believe me. I, I couldn't pregame no. that. He says, I, you don't look like a man who's, um, seen the proper, uh, how, t- what, what kind of deal would you like to make? I'm a wondering what this man be buying there. Sal for, I'm wondering if maybe I could buy them more. And I jingle my pouch of 20 gold coins that I started with. Ah, uh, these sow are going for, uh, one gold per. Uh, one gold per. Is that butchered or raw? Raw. If you want them butchered, I could butcher you a few right here, uh, or we could talk in town. Sorry, I'm taking notes. You're okay. fucked now, Jack. Oh, no. What is it, Vivaldi? I've committed myself to a one gold sow economy. <laughs> what is it, Vivaldi? Vivaldi, yes. Vivaldi was buying the pigs, yes. <laughs> this is gross. I don't like I just locked in notes. your whole economy. You're fucked mm. now. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, or you are. I may have made those ki- pigs go for way more than they're worth. How many, how many pigs does he have? He has 20. Hey, I have 20. You do. So Go ahead, he, spend all your coin right here. <laughs> when are you usually selling to a man of Avaldi? Look, man, I needed a way into town. I found one. Well, I, I haven't yet. 
Um, a neighbor did, and he got good coin, and that's why I'm going. If you don't be minded, I can save you trouble. I, I... I'll give you what, I, what do you mean? I'll give you 15 for the lot of them around in for you now. But that's five gold. But you but can I'd be, be out. It's worth the work. Then I'll give him for you for 20. You kind of um, be taking a loss, and I'll be doing the work for you. Well, here you go, man. You uh, you just told me how bad you are at persuasion, but here you are making another persuasion roll. <laughs> I'm offering to buy his pigs at cost. Yeah. That's a 14. Okay. Sorry, I'm offering to buy his pigs at no discount. <laughs> yeah, at no discount. Um, ah. You just take them right here? I'd be walking on my way that way to town in two minutes. You be taking my gold and I'd be taking your swine. Or you be taking your swine and I'm taking my gold. Oh. All right. Save me a mile walk, I guess. All right. You have a deal. And he uh, he, re- he he starts coming over to you with his, uh, with his hand extended in a give me the coin pouch way, not a handshake way. Of course. I give him the coin yeah. pouch. I don't okay. need this shiny shit. Okay. You give him your 20 gold and... Uh, he kind of starts to chuckle to himself. He's like, ah, ah, ah. well, that was easy. It's no fun dickering with the High Inquisitors, so I thank you. Is the man of Avaldi a High Inquisitor, or he just a buyer? I think he's a High, but I haven't met him, as I said. Ah, okay, so I'm here and say for my friend in there. Yeah. It's fine, it's fine. You'll, be, right. on, you'll be on your way there, man, and you'll be keeping out for things in dark. I okay. hear it's dangerous. Well, it is getting dark. I'm going to get home. It's a, it's a bit of a way. Thank you again. And he walks away. I'm going to cast Expeditious Retreat on him. Oh, okay. No, I, I can't do that. It's an Intimidate <laughs> roll. Um, okay. <laughs> it's an Intimidate of also minus two. Fuck me. Hmm. It says how ready I am to be like, yeah, the Barbarian did that. I eight. wasn't going to question it at all. <laughs> eight. <laughs> My Intimidation's garbage. I forgot. All right, well, I'll go ahead and roll him. Did roll, Intimidation roll. used to be Strength? I thought it did. <laughs> uh, no, it's never been Strength. Oh, um, okay. One of the things that's a, sort of a homebrew that you can uh, attribute is if you can explain to me no, it's how fine. you it's use fine. Strength. No, 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 no. Just in general, for skills, all skills, I will allow a certain amount of debate. If you can give me a good reason that you would use that skill it, yeah. or that trait instead of that ability score. Like if if you if if Bruce dangles a guy, you could be like, I would like to use a strength yeah, based yeah, intimidate. Yeah. yeah, I get you. If situation governs otherwise. Now he rolled a nat 20. <laughs> I rolled an eight. <laughs> yeah, he, he looks at the money. He looks at you and he just sort of goes, your eyes look funny. And he just sort of saunters away. Fucking pig farmers. All right, now, things that matter. Okay. Animal handling on these pigs. I roll yes. with advantage, so I got a 19 and a 20, plus three. Wow. I um, handle the shit out of these pigs. Jesus, man. All right, yeah, no, like, <laughs> you walk up and speak the fucking ancient pig words in, the, in their ears, and they just do oink, what you oink, say. Oink, oink, motherfuckers, roll out. Oink, oink, indeed. Okay, so, you move on to the town of Duena, about a mile away. Uh, where's my bullshit? There we go. The countryside I'm right around here, Duena. Jay. I'm right here. Yeah, you're my bullshit. The countryside around Duena is sparsely wooded and populated by farmers. The village of Duena itself is not large, but surprisingly well protected. The walls were built years ago for reasons most of its populace no longer recall. It being neither strategic nor particularly rich. But still, a sturdy wooden wall 15 feet in height still surrounds this town as the weather does its best to warp and rot the timbers. The roads are little more than dirt, but one in particular leads to the city's main gate and guarded by a barracks building from whence a handful of tired guards perform the drudgery of identification as men and women trickle in and out of the village. 
Within sight of this gate, behind the wall, sits a small tavern, inviting people to have a pint after a long journey, if they have the coin. Uh, you find yourself in a ragged line outside the gate as these guards just check people's information. There's five guards standing outside the city's lone guardhouse. A ragged ten-foot wall circles it with crude spikes carved into the wooden stakes that make up the crudely erected barricades. Outside the double gate, a line of weary, muddy travelers can be found waiting to be verified and allowed entry into the city of Duena. Two guards stationed on either side of the gates eye ID badges and wave people into the town. Three others stand idly watching and talking near the gatehouse with them. Uh, so you find your multi-pass. Multi-pass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, uh... Pig pass. I walk past them and I take my swan in front. Uh, you walk up and one of the guards immediately throws his hand up in front. He's, whoa. I throw hey, my oh, hand up in that. his face. You know. I throw my hand up in his face to wave him away, and I say, Excuse no, no, I'm a hand for Vivaldi. I have a swine for him. I hear you buy him. Vivaldi is not here anymore. He left. Well, then who'll be buying this swine? I don't know. He's... I've been having call for the swine. You cannot tell me who'll be buying. You're the army. I hear they're buying for the army. You're buying them? No. No, I'm not. Then give me someone who'll be. Uh, no, I didn't walk sir, here with all these swine if, to be selling if, no man that ain't here. Yeah, if you wish to enter the city, you will get back in line. What you, what you gonna be eating? We all know pork be running armies. You gonna be eating your long pork then? You want these pigs in your belly, or you want these pigs out here catching rot with the, them? And he just waves at all of the people in the line. Uh, the guard looks you up and down, puts his hand on his weapon, and says, Sir, I expect you to get back in line. And when it is your turn, we will check your papers and let you in. And then we will try to locate you, someone to buy your swine. I ain't begotten papers. I'm just a traveler. I'm coming this way to sell my swine. And I know don't I have papers, I know I ain't going be... in. I'm looking for someone to sell my swine to. That's why I'm at the gate and not inside. If you don't have papers, you shouldn't be traveling. You need papers for my pigs as well. Not yet. Uh, he nods at another... And while I'm here, and I've got him pissed off okay. and flustered, I'm going to roll a perception check. Okay, go ahead. Uh, this is all just a very Karen-based opportunity for me <laughs> to get a head count and a breach point count of what is going on right here. Sure. Um, go ahead. That's going to be a four and a nine. Thank God I roll advantage, I guess. So that's uh, a 14. Nine total? 14, okay. That's better. So, <laughs> with a 14, advantage. one, you see that you're outnumbered. You don't like your odds. Um, you see that there are uh, a handful of the populace that are irritated that you've held up this line. It's already long. Uh, you see that uh, as you watch and you argue with this guy in the background, you do see a hobgoblin merc travel across the front of your vision and go into that nearby tavern. And also, with a 14, you notice that there is a section of the city wall that you can see about 100 yards inside that looks like it's been damaged. Maybe by weather or rain. It's hard to tell. It looks particularly faulty. A hundred yards in? Yeah, like you can kind of, because you're right at the front, you walked up there. Yeah. You can see basically like, like it, out, it circles around. Okay, yeah, you okay, see okay. down a street and you see that there's like a, okay. an area that's I can not see great. from the inside that it is damaged. You see that there might be like some damaged section of wall. That's, that's. Okay. But that's, that's about all you get. Okay. All right. Um, I am going to walk my swine to the back of the line. Yeah, as the other guards kind of move up and it, they, they kind of, they start to get a little bit more pushy about it. You just, you just walk away. Uh, your swine, still, nat 20 in it, just walking with you in oh, single no, file. Oh, no, I'm re-rolling. I'm re-rolling because, oh. uh, panic in the pigsty. Oh, no. 
I am going to start a swine peed. Is that like Panic at the Disco, but bluegrass? Because I'm into it. Kinda. And it has really big, angry pigs. Okay. That's going to be an 18 to incite rebellion. In the pigs? Yes. I am going to cause chaos. Okay. So I'm going to get, I'm going to get close. My plan is to get close to the line and then I'm going to yell, I'm going to yell at a random dude. Random, random person on. Hey, what you be doing? I'm a pig there. Get your filthy hands off my swine. And then I'm going to do my thing. Okay. Swine rebellion. How is it? What what is it that you do that causes these pigs to panic? I imagine I kick a kick a pig in the dick. Okay. Wow. I don't speak pig, but in most animals, if you kick them in the dick, it incites rebellion. No pigs were harmed in the making of this prologue. (laughs) So you hear, and then you just see this pig freaks out, which freaks out another pig. You also, like, some of the other pigs don't look like they're doing, and you just surreptitiously look at them and bare your fangs, and they all sort of panic and knock them. flash my eyes, do the whole thing. Yeah, they uh, they all sort of panic and immediately charge this line that you were p- passing by. You see oh, and a I'm going to push that guy for good measure. That's going to be a 19 to push over the dude that I was yelling at. You push this man so hard that he actually leaves the ground and knocks into a one of the guards who's m- moving up to figure out what the heck is going on over here. Uh, you knock the guard down. The pigs knock down most of the people. You see a handful of the people uh, because you have a pretty good passive perception, correct? Yeah, my perception's plus five. You catch that in the ensuing panic. There's a handful of people in this line who, while they're surprised by this, are acting on the chaos, and you see them moving for the gate as well, sort of pushing everybody around. You also see a couple of them doing things to just help this chaos along. That's going to be an insight of nine to pick the weakest link in the guards. Okay. Uh, You see a man uh, who's running up from the three that were talking in the back. He seems kind of scrawny. He doesn't seem particularly well-kempt. And he runs up, and he just starts sort of barking orders at the nearest people. You watch somebody try to uh, run past him, and he grabs them by the arm, barely able to stop this man, uh, and kind of brings them up short, and they end up in a little bit of a grapple. He doesn't look like he's he's particularly strong. I'm uh, going to take my walking stick. Okay. And I'm going to leg sweep the shit out of him, which is to say... Attack his lower legs so that it's not an obvious overhead attack with the intent of grounding him while not immediately drawing ire from all of the guards. I believe that means it's an attack roll minus five because it's a specific target. I tell you what, because he's already kind of caught up in a grapple and we haven't entered what I would call combat yet. Give me the stealth check is more important than your ability to trip him. I think you can trip him with the aid of this other man he's, he's grappling with. I think the question is, can you do it without it being obvious? Okay. My dice gave me a 12. Let's go ahead. A lot of pass. middle rolls. Very middle. But I'm well, only rolling one four, and it was when I had advantage, so we're doing good this campaign. This guard uh, rolled a nine. So he goes down. He goes down in a heap. The guy next to him, uh, kind of his cloak is flipped back, and you see this kind of handsome young man look at you, and he goes, Much obliged! And he runs in. Uh, what do you do? You find that there's a couple of guards closing in on you from either side, but you are uh, free to enter the city at this point because of the chaos and where you currently stand. Well... There's a couple ways to do things. You can do things the reasonable way, or you can hop into your inventory. You can light one of your oil flasks and drop it. Okay. So which way are you going to do? 
I'm gonna improvise. I, I'm gonna meet me, a happy median. I'm mm. going to run through the gate and huck an oil flask into the guardhouse. Right. Okay. So you huck an oil flask into the guardhouse. Hi, Jeff. And light it on fire. <laughs> That's a 16 base. I'm sure I add things. I doubt it matters. Just goes right through the window. You see it catch. There's a flare. You hear what sounds like a couple more voices. Very alarmed coming from within the guardhouse. And then I'm going to need you to uh, tell me where you run to because they are closing in on you from either side. And it, we're going to have to roll initiative from this point on if you That's don't fine. run. Oh, I'm running. I continue running. I blitz. I'm out. I'm gone. That, right. man, that man that looks close enough to me that I could probably wing it went to the bar, so I don't go there. So as I stated, directly in front, there you start to get into this tiny little village. It's, you know, it's, it's a decent size. You get lost in some streets, but it's not humongous. There are a few alleys and backways. Directly in front of you was the tavern that the, that the hobgoblin went into. Where do you run? Uh, I run down... So I've got two guards following me? Uh, yes. I'm going to run down the side alley where I saw the broke out wall. And very likely the, the smaller guard that you knocked down will chase you as well. I'm, uh, I'm going to go down the side alley where I saw the broken out wall so I have a path of egress in case I need it. Sure. Okay. Go ahead and roll me... Are you just going to f- run, or Jay, are you roll, trying to uh, Roll stealth? initiative. Roll initiative? Sure. Yeah. I, I am going to persuade my pursuers to not. Okay. It's going to be uh, 13. I suck. Right in the middle. These these dice are right in the middle. Hey, man. They're, so I was right in the middle. I rolled a 10. They don't add as much as you. I can almost guarantee it. They rolled an 11. <laughs> I had two. <laughs> hey, they do add about I as much as you. the curve. So they, you win. So what do you do? So I'm going to duck down that alley, like I said, towards where the broken out wall is. Um, and I'm going to need a perception. What do I What do I see? My plan is to find a low roof or somewhere that I can hide to get behind them. If your plan is to straight flat out outrun them, I want an athletics check. If your plan is to double back or do something sneaky sneaky, I need a stealth. Yes, both. I need to the get ahead stealth of them. is fine. I need to get ahead of them. And then my it's plan one. is to find a place to set up an ambush, or if they look like they're dumb enough, just let them go by. So for now, so for now, you want to put distance. Do athletics. That's a 13 for stealth. Okay. What was the athletics check? Oh. To put distance. Another 12. Okay. These dice like nine. These dice like nine a lot. So you run. You kind of give them a flat out for about a block, uh, and you leave one behind. One of them cannot keep up. The... One of the guards is kind of keeping up with you. He He's actually gaining ground, and then you duck left. You you, you duck, and you just immediately, you, you see a stack of boxes with, like, a tarp over it, and you just kind of throw that tarp over you in, like, one dev movement and go underneath it, and you hear him go past you. He does not seem to notice that you have ducked him. Okay. I'm not a rogue, so that makes this difficult. And uh, as far as I can tell, there's only... Was I able to tell if the other guard had stopped following me or if he was just behind? You just left him behind. You don't know yet. Okay. If you wait, you might. I am going to wait. And if this poor fucker is still following me and happens to come by my boxes, I'm going to endeavor to make it be the last thing he ever does. So uh, you wait for a couple, let's say, rounds. And you hear up ahead one of them yells, I lost him! I lost him! I don't know where he went! Uh, and then you hear the huffing and puffing of the slower one coming uh, around the corner. Uh, uh, he didn't double back. And you can hear he's like stopped and he's panting like right next to where you're hiding. <sighs> he's not here. So keep going forward. He didn't double back. I'll look around. So he's going to go ahead. Roll investigation. I read it in action. He uh, 
rolled real good. The first thing he does is try to tip this tarp up. Bad call. God, yep. I suck at dice, though. These dice might be as bad as people say. I'm not sure. Uh, that is still a 12 to hit as I lunge out with my knife and try to stab him in the throat. That's a 12? Ooh, these these guards have armor. Let's see here. Let me, uh... You only got a 12? Uh, so yeah, you, you stab at his neck and miss. I'm actually not gonna make you roll initiative. Just go ahead and do, do your round, because we're gonna roll in the same initiative, because we rolled earlier. So, uh, not a solid start. Not feeling strong. I could rage. I could always rage. Just always rage. I could always rage. Something satisfying in that. Something that uh, keeps you safe and secure at night. You can always rage. But I'm afraid that his buddy might show up, so I'm gonna not rage yet. So, uh, I missed with my dagger. I'm going to go predatory cat and just try to take him down. I'm gonna go for a grapple. Okay. The plan is to get him on the ground and then silence him. Sure. Do it. Roll that, roll that, them dice. Yeah, I'm trying to find my athletics. Well, we've got to throw this one away. <laughs> What'd you get? One. Oh no! Yeah. So this bit, this big uh, boy who's not good at running is surprisingly uh, adept at, at stopping you from killing him. Uh, he's got good survival instincts. He dodges your your dagger, and then your hand comes at him, and he basically bats it away with his like a truncheon. And uh, and uh, now it's his turn. He's gonna try to stab you. He's got sorry. He he bats your hand away with a spear, and now he's gonna try to stab you. That makes sense. Yeah. What's your armor class? It's <clears throat> a good question. 16. That's five damage. Oh, rude. Well, Stab well, you with that spear. Thank God and, I'm not a wizard. And then he's going to use his uh, his bonus action to yell for the other guard. Dick move. I mean, I get it, but dick move. He's here! He's here! Help! Now I'm going to rage. Good call. Shit has hit the fan. Rage party. All right, so I gain advantage. Uh, plus two melee with strength weapons. Resistance to bludgeoning and stuff. You can't cast or concentrate, which is fine. And it ends if you're knocked out or your turn ends and you haven't attacked a hostile creature since your last turn or taken damage. Or you can just end your rage. But I don't know why anyone would do that. Some people who took anger management courses might do that. Um, Makes but no not sense people, Not people being stabbed to death by a guard in a back alley. So what's your turn? I'm just going to drop the knife and go beat down party. I've got a quarter staff. It does more damage. Okay. That's a nine again. Uh, so that's going to be a 13. Okay. Sorry. That's going to be a 12. It's not a hit, right? No. <laughs> this is not a good start for you, but you have a move. Do you want to use it? We're going to go back to my old dice. Uh, sure. No, no. I'll, I'll take that round as a scrub. Fuck me. I'm going to use my move to position myself so that when the new guard shows up, this guy will be between me and the new guard. So not moving out of a threat range, just trying to move no, around. No, just him. repositioning. Okay. Because I, I don't want to promote an attack of opportunity. Dumb thing about 5th edition is it seems like there's nothing that stops you from doing that. So you just sort of circle around him, and there's nothing yeah. they can do because 5th is dumb. Uh, it's his turn. Uh, yeah. You can hear the sound of the other guard clank, 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 clank coming back down the hall. Uh, this guard's going to go ahead and just try to stab you with the spear again. Uh, roll AC 15. 16. 15. He misses this time. Alright. I'm going to attempt to club a dude again. Okay. Oh, I like that look on your face. I rolled a 5 that time, Jay. Mm. Try the dice in the game, in the app. Maybe try some digital dice. I mean, that one gave me an 18. Uh, <laughs> go with your 18. You hit him. Uh, 
We're gonna, I don't understand. I need you to, to accomplish things so we can end. <laughs> 18, you hit. You haven't even rolled a four, man. You can't even give us that joy. Four damage. You had four from rage, right? Am I wrong? No, I had two from two? rage. I had oh, plus okay. one from strength and two from rage, plus the one I rolled. So, Jay, I don't want to play this campaign anymore. I'm not having fun. Stop picking up real dice. Stop touching real I'm dice with your shitty fun. hands. Roll the no. Roll the damage again with the digital dice. Stop touching real things with your shitty cursed hands. I'm not having fun. Roll it. Roll it digitally. Do it. Do it right now. Okay, that's a seven. See? Stop it. Stop touching things. You're a cursed being. You should know better. So is that seven Ten. total? Ten, Ten total. Ten is enough to drop this man. You hear the other one coming, do you Fucking run? Fuck, dude. Uh, what do you do? Well, there's another guard looking for me. So He's I coming back, yeah. Yeah, I need I need to fix that. Um how, how far away do I think the other guy was? You know he didn't go more than a few seconds down the road. Your guess is that if he's running back, he'll be back. If you don't run now, he's back. Like, he's going to come around the corner soon. Okay. You have literally the choice to stay and fight or run immediately. Um, I am going to stay and fight. But what I would like to do is, uh, is what's the situation here? Minus straight shot alley? Yeah. You, you, you turn right. You're ju- basically, there's a T and you're at the T. He's coming from further up because you ditched him and he ran up this uh, this turn. I'm going to drag the downed guard to the other side of the T and then wait to attack from what would be a flanking position if he goes to the new guard. Okay. So just using strength and move. Just drag him over and then use the rest of my movement to double back. Okay. You do it. He comes running around the corner. You barely get out of view and he runs up on this guy and uh, Barnaby, Barnaby, you okay? That's his turn. Failed, I say. Stop touching things! You Got stop it. it! Eight! Fuck! Stop it! No, no, it's not valid if you're not rolling it digitally. You no, no, I'm off. using... I'm gonna use digital dice. I'm just gonna see what fail dice do every time. That's uh-huh. that's my gag for this campaign. Mm. It's failed, I say. Uh-huh. Yeah, digital dice are better. I don't know why. Because that's it's a you. Six, it's, that's it's a you. 16... The way you do things is garbage. Stop touching stuff. <laughs> that's a 16 plus. 16 plus? Yeah. You catch him in the back. I would even give you advantage, but I don't know if there's a point. Failed, I say. 10 damage. Okay. All right. 10 damage is enough to drop last guy. This guy goes down, too. Uh, just right over his friend. You can hear the sounds of shouts. People are coming up the road, but you think that you can get away. Um, Quick check. What do these guards have on them in the way of weapons? I don't feel like I have good weapons. Straight up, you don't have the time to perform a proper search. They're in uh, bre- they're in chain mail, chain mail and spear. They have a spear. Um, I leave. Okay. Takes you a few minutes. The town gets stirred up, but you do kind of make your way and double back to the tavern. Um, when you, as you, as you enter, you see that a lot of the people have settled in and are just sort of keeping to themselves. They could, they heard what went on outside. Uh, it's a sleepy tavern. The town of Duena hasn't seen good trade, meat, or spirits in some time. Only a couple of patrons can be found within besides a single wench. At a center table sits a halfling, and in one corner you see an armored mercenary. His hairy arms indicate him to be potentially Hopgoblin, but he seems to have his face wrapped. They both quietly drink at their tables, eyeing you as you enter. My rage is burnt. There's one waitress and two dudes, and yes. I need to be one of those dudes. Mm-hmm. Definitely the halfling. Go for the halfling. Tell everyone you're a halfling from this point on. So it's it's just the two guys in the corner and the one waitress, right? Yes, but separate corners. Halfling and the Hobgoblin are not together. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, fuck, this is bad odds. No. This is bad odds. Yeah, so, uh, walks in, sees the, uh, the halfling, 
sees the waitress, sees the hobgoblin, walks over to the hobgoblin, flips over the table, and says, I'd be needing your ID now. I, uh, I think you can. Attack. <laughs> I think you can eat shit and die. And you attack him. Uh, go yep. ahead. He, When you flip the table, you've sacrificed yours. You know, you're not surprising him, but he rolled garbage for initiative, so... Uh, failed, I say. any consolation, my rolls have been just as bad as yours. Failed, I say, 14. Yeah, so initiative. go ahead and attack him. As this happens, the the, the uh, halfling in the corner, like, grabs his beer from the table and tries to, like, get the fuck out, and the girl screams, roll. Barbarian, go girl. And, uh, barbarian, go smash, you smash with quarterstaff, because quarterstaff is mean. Okay. Failed dice say that's 20 to hit. Hey, failed dice are learning. They've, I'm they've using my old that dice. We will I'm using my old dice, and they have reasonable rolls. Oh, good. And that's gonna be 11 damage. Fuck. You uh, walk over, flip the table, say shit. He tries to talk back, and you club him across the face so hard that he goes down. Good shot. Barbarians, huh? Barbarian go gur. That's a d6, right? For a fucking quarter D8, because it's two-handed. Oh, okay, that's good. Two-handed. Uh, I didn't it's, expect it's that Hobgoblin to go down that fast. Um, it's so... neither did I. <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, especially after how my rolls have been going today, yeah. neither did I. The Ateru's rage uh, carries him through, and that man goes down. And uh, you... Fucking roll investigation as you search his pockets. The woman runs out. The hot, the halfling. Hang on, there's witnesses. Yes. Nah. -uh. Okay. What do you do? They start uh, moving to the door. Well, um, shit. They're kind of far away, so that's gonna have to be a throwing axe, I guess. Um, let me go ahead and roll their initiative. Shit. Um, the woman makes it all the way to the door. The halfling is having trouble extricating him from his bench and his table. And he gets, he, he realizes that it's best to just go under everything and start scrambling. He's about halfway across the room. She's at the doorway. It's your turn again. Uh, that's an 18 to hit. With what? Throwing axe. Oh, God. Okay. Um, roll that damage. Way I don't have to cover any ground. Yeah, roll damage, though I feel like with a basic commoner, it's going to be enough. That's going to be a 7 if I don't add damage for rage. <laughs> but you do, so right? 7 or 9. It's strength-based, I think, right? Because it's a throwing weapon? I'm not sure. The woman goes down in the doorway. And I just growl at the halfling. Stay. Uh, roll intimidate. Oh, goddammit. It's gonna be a 16. Okay. Uh, he... he you, you don't really see the whole of him. He's underneath a table. And you just... Uh, okay. Does that mean I will live? I don't even answer that. I just get to work. I got shit I gotta do. Okay. Uh, do you? What do you do about the body in the doorway? It's not going anywhere. Okay. Um. So you search this hobgoblin. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's he wearing, clothing-wise? Uh, he is dressed in. You said he was a, armored, right? Yeah, he's got chainmail on. He has a shield. Okay. He's carrying a scimitar and a longbow. Okay. I'm gonna strip his scimitar, his longbow. And his overcloak, if he has one. Yeah, he's, he's 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 traveling. He's got a cloak. He's got basically a basic outfit. Yeah, and I'm gonna strip those things because they're quick. How tall are you? I'm like five nine. It's a little bit big for you, but it fits. Like most of his stuff is just a little. You'll need some like work on the road to resize. Because they're lanky, it'll, right? It'll yeah, they're they're kind of tall. Um, he's also got this like head wrap. It looks like he's he's used to wind, like traveling in places with a lot of wind, and he also carries. In his pouch, uh, in your new pouch, uh, you find a mercenary's temporary identification and travel papers good for the next three months in Bree. A temporary license to carry weapons 
and assigned contract with an Inquisitor Vivaldi to round out his forces heading into the dependencies of Celestian. Uh, it, you, in the note, you see that you need to meet up with this Inquisitor Vivaldi in the next couple days. Okay. So there's bottled there's bottled spirits here, right? Yeah. Uh, you okay. you're starting to hear some cries. There's some. It sounds like people might be investigating the yelling that's yeah, happened. Like there's I still said, I know I don't around. have a lot of time. So uh, I'm gonna take his purse. I'm gonna take his overlayers. I'm gonna take his easy to take armaments. I'm gonna throw those on. I'm gonna grab a couple of bottles of something in nice, a couple of what look like nice bottles because I don't know what booze is what. But if it's in a nice bottle, it probably costs a lot. I'm gonna okay. grab those to persuade people with later, and I'm going to light the tavern on fire with my second oil flask. Uh, as more chaos grips the town of Duena. Oh, sorry. Did I say I cut his throat? I cut his throat too because I can't have someone report this missing. As you leave the blasted out, torched tavern behind you you head to the damage section of wall you saw earlier leaving the town of Twina in complete chaos four or five six what happened to the halfling don't know i mm. lit the tavern on fire and left four or His five problem. bodies and you in the dead of night as the dark fully sets escape the town of Duena to go meet with this inquisitor of all these forces so, uh, now that that's all taken care of, I would like to get a refund for those pigs. What do you mean by that? Eh? Hey, what, what do you want? How'd you find me? I told you there's dangerous thing about. What? All right, I'm going to give you the same spiel that I've given everybody else so you're fully aware of what we're doing today. We are playing Campaign 2. I, my name is Jameson Oxford, your dungeon master. No frills, no nothing, no something something bullshit. We are a real play Cards Against Humanity podcast. We focus on narrative-driven storytelling, character growth, and punishing my players through various forms. I've broken them up into compartmentalized pieces, and it is now Jeff's turn for me to really get a beat on his character. Normally, I let the characters just rail me all together in one go, but today I wanted it to be more intimate. Just me and you. Ooh, yeah, I love that intimacy. So, Jeff, how's it going? It's going well. It's going well. Campaign two. Whew. I got the goose pimples. I can't. Oh, I don't even know. I've, you know, the peek behind the curtain here is that we've spent so long, <laughs> like getting ready for this. So, so we long. Did. We took our sweet time to get here. And I think we got way too much time to think. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. Like I said, we took so long to get here that it feels weird to be here now. I'm freaked out. I've been freaked out. I told everybody that I'm freaked out. Starting up again is nerve-wracking to me. I can't wait to kind of get into the flow of it again. Uh, every, you're the final one. behind Another peek behind the curtain. You're the last of the three that I recorded. I might uh, show them to the listener in a different order, but you are the final one. You complete the Infinity Gauntlet that I'm creating. Yes, I've always completed the Infinity mm. Gauntlet. You're the thumb one. The, the gel on the thumb. That's the one I need. Yeah. So. The time stone. And with that in mind, no, I really just kind of want to get into it, so. bro. I just want to start. Yeah. Let's start this off. You're Jameson Oxford. I am Jameson I'm Oxford. Jeff. I'm Jeff. But Jeff, you're not Jeff anymore. Fuck that. 
Uh, we we dead named your last PC. Uh, they're no longer with us. Who are you playing today? Oh, today I'll be playing a, a character known as Rayesk Kryn. Rayesk Kryn is a fishy boy, as we've said before. Yes, the fishiest of boys. And uh, oh, this I would. And you are a member. I've been hiding this from you because I figured out what to call the program you're in. We talked about this ah. this this group that you work for that works for the primacy, and that group is called the Apotheosis Program. The Apotheosis Program. Indeed. Okay. Yes, you are a uh, low-ranked assassin in the Apotheosis Program. You've been brought in to do wet work style jobs. They make you make people go away for the Apotheosis Program. And today it sounds about right. Is just another job. You find yourself in the outskirts of the city of Bree, capital of the Primacy, the Bree Empire, so to speak. Mm-hmm. The country's called Bree. The city's called Bree. Keep up, because it's going to happen. I'm going to get questioned. Yeah, a lot of cheese. The city of yeah. Bree, while well fortified, outgrew its- The city sounds soft. <laughs> we'll find out. The city of Bree, while well fortified, outgrew its walls long ago. Whole districts have spilled over the walls and have braved the dangers of a world that could at any moment become ugly, often thumbing their noses while doing so. These areas of Bree see less law and therefore more crime. By day, despite this, the streets are maintained and the buildings in their garish colors are beautiful, a habit the people of Bree maintain regardless of station. But at night, lack of lanterns and space between the buildings can give these streets a strange malevolence. Moving along the roads often means one has to leave the safety of one building's lights for an extended period before reaching the relative safety of another. And in this darkness, moving between the streetlights, we find Reisk Kren, low-ranked member an assassin in the apotheosis program you have come here because you were told to come here from your last missive you had a note in the last town you've come to brie a town that you don't like to visit typically it's too big uh and it doesn't it, it it's not known for the nightlife that you tend to appreciate as much as port mar is by the coast but you know that you're going to meet your handler here and you know you're going to meet him because mm-hmm. it, you weren't told it's just a dead drop and you're picking up the material so you know who you're meeting tonight Yes, very familiar. Yes. Uh, as you go to the location that you were told, which is just a little bit into the town, uh, basically there's this old storehouse that doesn't look like anybody uses it, or if they do, they don't visit it at night. And behind the, the storehouse, you see the telltale uh, spark of a cigarette that has been lit, and the silhouette of a short person, a little bit too tall to be a halfling, and a little bit too thick. Otherwise, you might think they were just a large halfling because they don't sport a beard. It is a very cleanly shaven man known as Darbin. You know to be Darbin. And you see the telltale cigarette spark and you know it's him uh, before you even get close. I smell the smoke in the air. Mm. Mm. As you come closer, uh, go ahead and give me a description of your character real quick. What does Darbin see? Uh, as, As I come into whatever version of vision he's using, he sees... A a character. Did I put his height down? That's something that I didn't think about until just this second. You know what's <laughs> funny? You just don't think about all the things. So many details, man. And that's this is one player. You know. Okay. Neat. I wrote a lot of things down. Like I just gave you a description of Darbin as a tall halfling. What does that tell you about him? Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. I said he's a dwarf, but he's all. a tall halfling. Does that give you enough information? No. Am I asking no. you to fill in the blanks? Probably. He looks kind of like a cross <laughs> between Michael Madsen. And uh, Ash from Evil Dead, Bruce Campbell. That That's the combination of people that make up this dwarf named Darbin. Fantastic. Well, as 
as Reyesk approaches, his golden red eyes stare at Darbin with an inconvenienced sort of look upon them. Hard to tell if you're not familiar with his race. You, you see as a Kreskin, his, his eyes seem rather emotionless, but there are minute details. The Kreskin have large, almost octopi-like eyes. Okay. And Reyesk himself, not entirely like the rest of his ilk, has a somewhat, even though a humanoid build, a somewhat shark-like face. It comes to a point at the nose, his his mouth stuck in a, a bit of a grimace, uh, wearing his his dark leather armor, standing at, and I know I rolled this, by the way, okay. before you go to criticize me, okay. standing at six foot seven. You fucking, no. <laughs> I promise you, you, I rolled that. You were lanky as fuck. I, yeah, at six foot seven and 175 pounds, so I am quite lanky. I don't know. I found rolling charts. I had to have rolled those things. That's how I work. I don't like to pick my What's weight chart? and height. There's no chart for this. Kreskin are bigger than I pictured. He doesn't stand to his full height most of the time. So he's he's definitely crouched down a little. Uh, he you know he bends at the knees. He bends at the back. So he's prob- he probably looks like he's like six foot. He is definitely lanky, uh, which is not to, not to get him confused for weak, but he is lanky. He has long arms and long legs compared to his torso, which is relatively short. And his skin, as he sees uh, Darbin, his skin flashes a series of blues, uh, blues and blacks in a hexagonal color. Okay. And uh, Darbin would know that this is this is a sign that he is not exceedingly pleased to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. Yeah, I know. Here. Hey, hey, Seth. You're late. <sighs> I hate that name. Well, I don't know any of them, and that's the way we're going to keep it, right? Yes. All right. So, Seth, you know the deal. I got your uh, your information here. I got your mission. Now tell me, you, uh, are you on anything? Do we have to? Yeah, we always got to. Other, pe- other handlers don't ask these questions, but I do. He flashes a he he flashes a purple, uh, purple spots, mm. and goes. Mm. Just grog. Just grog. Just grog. I told you nothing. Hours ago. I told you nothing. You're not supposed to do Hours. anything else on the days that you take a mission. It's been a while. It is what it is. We gotta push forward. Next time I expect you to be sober. Completely sober all day. Fine. It's for your own good. We all mix this stuff. And he hands you a tightly bound bundle in cloth. And inside is a syringe with a strange glowing liquid. As well as a note and a handful of money. He gives you 20 gold pieces. They expect it done tonight. After this, I need you to meet up with a group running with an Inquisitor Vivaldi. You follow with him? He's going to go to Free Hill. I should meet you there. If you don't see me in Free Hill, just stick with Vivaldi's troop and I'll find you. Okay? Message received. That's good. He, he looks at you again, and he kind of, he like sizes you up. He walks up, and he, he looks in your eyes. He holds a cigarette close to your eyes so you can see. Just grog. 
Just Grog. As he flashes uh, purple triangles and his skin takes on a different texture. Keep your flashy skin on. Just checking on you. You talk to anybody? You contact anybody? Don't like talking. Yeah, yeah. I know. All right. Like I said, tonight, they expect it done. Go ahead. Shoot up. Let's get going. And he takes the uh, syringe and he uh, he puts it right underneath. So an important an important distinction of what a Kreskin, this specific Kreskin risk looks like. He's got what looks like ears on the side of his head, but they also clearly are what at least used to be, whether they are or not anymore, gills. Oh, OK. Uh so he takes the syringe right behind his gills that kind of rem- are reminiscent of ears, and he he puts it jams in the, it right into the base of his his neck, huh? Right there, where yeah, they meet. Right, right, Ooh. right in the base of his neck. Ooh, okay. And, I didn't even think we'd go that far, but I'm down with it. All right, it's a visceral yeah. fucking. All right. And as he does, his his uh, his large eyes close, and even they change color a little, and he goes completely black. His skin, which is normally like a more acceptable gray or blue or like more maybe not more acceptable but like more noticeable gray or blue just goes completely black sure so you turn this this sort of jet black and your eyes roll back and reyes you're you always have like this pain this general pain that you deal with and it goes away in a blissful cloud of white you are gone there is no reyes anymore your memory becomes fluffy clouds And the primal centers of your brain are flooded with information. And this information is that in a tavern nearby, a roadside sort of meeting ground, there is a quiet gathering from this cult known as the Children of the Blue Sun is gathering in this this roadside tavern. And they're going to be uh, led, and you know that they have their meetings, you don't know what happens in these meetings, but that doesn't matter, because the only thing that you're here to do is make sure that this meeting does not happen tonight. It's supposed to happen first thing in the morning, and you are going to kill the priest or leader of this Blue Sun group, who you know to be there. And things get kind of foggy. You find yourself just... You don't really remember, but you've traveled across town. Uh, You start to come back to yourself a little bit more, and you are in the dark near a dilapidated dive tavern in the poor district in the city of Bree. You understand that... Your opponent is a capable combatant, that he what he has done does not matter, and you casually have made your winding and untrackable path toward the location given to you. I'm gonna go ahead and pull up roll twenty, my friend, because I have a map. Let's see, let's see here. We're gonna we're gonna do yours with roll twenty, because I feel like it might might be a good idea. And it's something we're gonna be playing with as we go forward. Got me some custom made maps for us to play with. And I went oh, I went hard for this prologue maps. thing that's only supposed to take a half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I like it when you go hard. Yeah, man. Like I said, you find yourself on means you care in front of this tavern, this outskirt building. The building is starting to get a little more tightly packed, which means that there's alleyways and things. Uh, there's a sign, and uh, help me name this tavern real quick. Maybe we'll come back to it someday. What are we gonna name this tavern? Um, let's name this tavern. It's in the town of Bree. Yes, and it's in the poor district. Yes, like uh, we could name it. Uh, the aged wheel or ooh ooh I like that the aged wheel and just a block of cheese on the sign 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the Aged Wheel Tavern. Nah, that's it. Done. Uh I think that the uh the cheese uh is de- is like used to be like freshly painted, had a nice color to it, and it's like super faded. It looks like a a moon with a chunk missing at this point. Yeah. And uh it was a nice tavern. Yeah, it, it's not any it longer. It is not. It's it's pretty big. This this building is surprisingly large, but it definitely looks like it's had some some run down years. Right. It's had some better days. Like I said, you are in the outskirts just where the light ends. In front, you can see a commoner speaking to a large bouncer trying to gain entry to this tavern. And uh, I don't know if you can hear. What's your uh, perception like nowadays, bud? It's time to roll the first check. Perception. Not one of the ones I'm exceedingly... Well, that's, that's kind of a lie. Got some skills here. Uh, according to that dice roll, that's a 10 plus 313. 10 plus 313. So yeah, as uh, you hear them kind of arguing, their voices pick up, and you just see the bouncer shake his head, cross his arms in front of him, and say, Private party, no. Okay. And uh, you see this this commoner does not want to leave, though. They're ar- they're gonna, they're arguing, no, I, let, me, let me in. I want to get a drink. Okay. Um, there are buildings on either side of me, correct? Yeah. So the situation is this this tavern, this pretty big building in this kind of dilapidated streets. The cobblestones have rotted out. There's a lot of mud. And like I said, the while the buildings in Brie are typically very garishly painted, one of the things that like the nation of Brie is known for is how colorful their buildings tend to be and vibrant. Like every building is a different color. All the buildings in this town are faded. The building directly in front of you on your left... You're not sure what it is. It looks like it might be some sort of apartment building with multiple homes. It's very close to the tavern, creating a narrow alley. Otherwise, the main street directly in front of you is pretty well lit. And there's a bunch of buildings facing the tavern. The tavern itself looks like it could be two stories or just has a very large attic space. That's what you see how many so stories far. Is, how many stories is the apartment building next to me? Uh, It's as tall as the tavern. So okay. two, maybe um, three, depending on how well they look pack like- them. Does it look like, since I'm already kind of in the darkness a little bit, does it look like I could climb the side of this building without getting the light? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this, I think uh, you could. apartment building? I think you could, yeah. Absolutely. I think I would cool, make you cool. roll stealth to do it quietly and, a cl- and an athletic check to climb it. Absolutely. Well, let's roll that stealth. That beautiful stealth footage is 14 plus 7, 21. Okay. And then... Yeah. You're, you're a ghost, bud. Athletics... Is nine plus uh, two, 11, and I have something for this. Hold on. Uh, and because of all the experiments done on me and and the, the, the game I am, I'm in, okay. I have the Nimbler Climber racial oh, ability. Really? Okay. Yeah. You climb it. Nimble Climber. Same speed. Uh, your, your role for athletics wasn't amazing. It takes you a little bit to get up, but you're a ghost. You're so silent did you roll a rogue that's what it was huh right the rogue thing yeah 21 mm-hmm. stealth yeah that's thing. a rogue that's a yep. rogue move you're on the roof uh once you get to the roof the the building is taller than the other building it's only a hop skip to get to the top of the tavern building before you do that though you do get a glimpse inside the tavern through at the angle you're at uh you mm-hmm. see a common room where a bartender is serving drinks and a commoner and a goblin are drinking at the bar does it look like there's anywhere that I can get that I can move to to get the best vantage point inside without being seen still? Uh, if you want to just take your time and kind of look in all the windows or something. Um, yeah, like just kind of see, look in as many of the windows as I can. Roll, see roll an investigation there's... check. We'll see if we can get more information. That's what that's for. That is definitely what that's for. I don't 
think I'm going to be good at it. Oh, I was wrong. <laughs> Ooh. 19 plus 3, 21. God damn. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you take your time. You need to do this before morning, but you've got a few hours. You take the time, you climb the buildings. It takes you 30 minutes to, to circle around, get to different viewpoints, different rooftops, but you get a really good look and you get several windows in here. You kind of get an idea. You know that there's a handful of people in this main floor. The only room that doesn't have any windows is the back one. It seems to be well sealed. It seems to be a private room, at least from what you can make out up top. And eventually you make your way back to the lip that you were on when you first climbed. But you do get a, a clean look at a large common room with a side place for people to have like a private dinner. This tavern used to be a good tavern. People used to come here, obviously, of means. It doesn't look like people of means use it anymore. There's a storeroom. A very long L-shaped bar, complete with cooking area, and two patrons in the main room. You did not actually see more people, other than the commoner and the uh, and the bouncer out front. The commoner has walked away at this point; has given up trying to get inside. Okay, but I couldn't see any more people. No, you didn't see anybody else through the windows. So I know that there's there's places I can't see in. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's a great way in other than one of those those windows. Um, you did see a window in that private room. There's a couple of windows. It's just that it was too dark to see in that room. Okay. Let me see if I have dark vision. Hold on. Let me double check. <laughs> Mitch found out he was dark, had dark vision. He was super stoked about it. Yeah. I do have dark vision. Hey. Okay. Just trying to think this through. Okay, uh, I want to move across the roof to where the windows where I couldn't see in and see if I could like just like hang over the edge or look over the edge into yeah sure roll a, the windows roll another athletics check as you go to those windows. Uh, Traveling over the top is... of the roof, you don't you don't draw a lot of attention. Athletics that is thirteen plus two fifteen. Thirteen plus two fifteen. You you hang down. You look in. It looks like a pretty lavish room. Maybe some sort of private room that you could rent out for meetings. There's a couple of plush chairs, another plush chair across from a table, and some books and shelving. But for the most part, it's it's just a dark room. The window is locked. Okay. Um. Does it look like there would be some place to hide in the room? Yeah. No. They're like. They're, the door to that room is shut. No one can even see in it if you get in there. Okay, cool. So, like, there's a desk that I could hide yes. under if, like, somebody does come in and turn on a, uh, with a torch or whatever? Yeah. yeah there, there's there's areas in this room. There's light in that room as well, but there there's, like, one torch that's burning. There's one burning torch, but it's pretty dim still. Mm-hmm. Um, and the window I'm looking in is locked. Yes. Can I, can I like, try to jimmy the lock on the window? Like, yeah, man. I don't know. Do you have uh, Thieves' Tools? Pretty sure I have Thieves' Tools. Yeah, you have Thieves' Tools, you can do it. Yeah, pretty sure you can try. Let me look at the old inventory. You want to break and enter a place, man? Yeah, I want to I want to do a B&E. It's time. I'm, I'm thinking of... It's time. We've been, you've been rustling everybody's jimmies, fondling them quietly, but not actually finishing them off. Do this B&E, bud. Yeah, it's time for a B&E. So uh, let's roll. That's a... Uh, so that's proficiency plus dex roll, right? Yes. If you're proficient with a Thieves' Kit, then yes. Yes, so it's going to be a plus five. Eight plus five, uh, 13. It's not your best work, 13, but it, but it's not a complicated window to, to click the latch. You get underneath it and you click it and you climb into this room. All right, cool. Still uh, no indication that you have alerted anyone at all. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to go extinguish what little light is in this room. Okay, do it. It's done. 
you're now and sitting then, in a dark room with comfy furniture. Hell yeah. And then I'm going to move towards the door out. Okay. The door is locked. Okay. Um, but you're on the inside, so you, right. you can just unlock I'm gonna it. I'm going to listen to... I'm going to try to listen through the door to make sure that there's nobody on the other side of it. Roll perception. 17 plus 320. Dirty 20. A dirty 20. That's a good roll. Okay, so... It doesn't sound like anyone's directly on the other side. Your perception is pretty acute uh, as you put your ear to this door. It sounds like he's not on the other side of the wall, but behind another wall. There is a voice which sounds like uh, someone very young, uh, and you just hear a, a voice. I don't know what you want me to do. And then you hear another muffled voice. Okay. But you don't hear anybody directly on the side of the door. I mean, with the 20, you can hear the the three people in the bar kind of drinking and moving around a little bit, but they're far away still. They're across the tavern. Okay. All right. So, yeah, let's uh, let's unlock this door. Let's see if we can do that. No, no, no. It's nat it, 20. <laughs> it is a nat 20. You know why? Because you get out your thieves tools and you look at it and you go, I'm in the side that you lock. And you just turn it and it's open. You do a great job. <laughs> You told me the door I was did. locked. I did, and I also readdressed. Like, but you're already in, so like the room would be locked from people on the outside. So you're good. Way to go. Oh, fuck yeah. Wasted nat 20. Wasted nat 20. But it's okay, because you do it really quiet, and still nobody indicates that they've heard you. When you get inside, you can still hear this higher-pitched youthful voice talking, and you realize that there's a room on your left that this must be coming from. Okay. Um... Now that I'm in, do I see any rafters? Yes, there are some rafters. Um, however, once you're inside, you also see that through these rafters, that it's just a vaulted ceiling. There's nothing upstairs. There's like, there is no upstairs. Um, and the image that you got, you have yet to see your target. Okay. Um, I want to see if I can climb up to the rafters. That way it's real unlikely anybody will notice me. Yeah. As high up in as I can get, preferably. You've demonstrated that your climb... Your athletics checks is really dope. You've moved very silent. I'm not going to make you roll. You do it quietly. You're in a dark section of the corridor. You're up in the rafters. What do you do now? From there, I'm going to try to move to a place where I can see in the room where the little boy is coming from because he's the only uh, voice or person I haven't been able to identify. Okay. Um, you move along the rafters. It brings you above everyone else, and you can sort of see down in there. You see this young person dressed in uh, robes, and they are crouched, and where they've been speaking to looks like it's a grate downstairs, like they're talking to a vent or whatever, or through a vent. Uh, you also notice with your passive perception that the people in this room are not calm. Not per passive perception. Do you have passive insight? Never mind. I do have a passive insight. Is it higher than 10? Probably. Yeah. So you notice that they are... On alert. These people are keeping watch. They're acting like they're just drinking in the tavern, but they are not. You watch that nobody is drinking. You notice that the bartender is cleaning the same glass over and over as you move through the room. Like, he's not, he's just rubbing this glass for show. Uh, you also see the young kid, and you see that there are bulges under their clothes that most of the people in this room are armed. Okay. Um, so now I know that there's something downstairs, but I don't immediately see any portal to get down no, the stairs you do see now that you're in the center of this room up high you see that there is a door behind the bar that leads likely to a storage room of some kind 
You at one okay. point you even see the bartender go back there and bring out some more cups to fucking clean. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, based on what I see, do I think it'd be easier to sneak into the room with the little boy or easier to sneak behind the bar into the storeroom? Neither looks easy, but the one with the little boy, you think you might be able to use the rafters to swing into probably easier. The other people are facing the bar more than they're facing this other room with the boy. Fantastic. Well, I wait for a time where the bartender seems like he's also barely facing me and I... That sounds like another stealth roll. That's fine. Ooh, it's not fine. That's not fine? It's not fine. All right, I'm going to go ahead and roll with him. Um, that's uh, 13. Ooh, okay. Hold on. Let me pull up my, uh, my stats for this guy. There is uh, always the chance. He is a commoner. He adds nothing. So he rolled an 11. <laughs> you, you're sure. You, you, you swing in and you're like sort of halfway in the room you know what i mean like yeah like you're kind of you're you're kind of gripping and heading back into the rafters into the next room over and you had to transfer between the light in such a way that somebody he had to see you he looks and then he turns away and he continues doing his glass and as you kind of breathe a quiet sigh of relief though you do hear a gentle gasp from below you and you realize that this boy has seen you enter the room um roll initiative yeah, let's do that. Oh, come on. Oh, shit. 13. Uh, 19. Ooh! <laughs> um, so this young, this young lad uh, panics, and rather than yell out or do anything, it goes straight to attacking. And you see that he waves his hands in the air, he touches the, the symbol on his chest, and he throws a blue ball of fire toward you as he lets out sort of a quick gasped sentence from the other room you hear a couple of them going everything okay uh i need you to go ahead and roll a deck save ah that's one of my good saves i'm uh, sure it is this is not when you roll a three though oh, no eight okay that's gonna be 1d8 radiant damage ow yeah this is uh, it's going about as well as it did for mitch only three that's good it's not it's not too rough but uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be bad if you. Uh... Yeah. Ow. Three. Yeah. You take three radiant damage, and it's your turn. Okay. Um, I imagine I'm trying to think of like the orders I'm given and like what's the best move in this scenario. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though it's probably I'm probably given orders like do things by one by any means necessary sort of orders. Yeah. You you you're you're. It's not necessarily that you are supposed to leave no trace. You're supposed to carry out the mission, and the mission is to kill this one guy. So you can kind of interpret that how you will. They prefer if you're quiet, but the truth is is that they're happy for you to to accomplish the goal. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't think I could... I don't think I could... uh, So does this boy just see a shark man? A all-black shark man? A completely black shark man is what That's he sees. terrifying. This yeah. this is some SCP shit. Yeah. Um and unfortunately I won't get sneak attack damage on whatever I do. Uh actually, if you were to jump to him because you have the high ground, I would consider this attack made with advantage. Oh, then I 100% will jump to yeah, him. Yeah, I will say that because uh, because you're kind of jumping As long as I know I'm not going to make a it, 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 what is important to me is I'm not going to make a bunch of noise taking him out. Yeah. So if I jump to him, 
Am I gonna like? Is, is it gonna be like? Uh, roll stealth along with your attack. Okay, I'll start with the stealth. Well, that's not great either. That's a ten. So I guess I'm just rolling with it. Yeah. Does a ten hit this boy? It does actually. <laughs> he is not uh. armored in any way, uh, and he doesn't. And he, he's young. He's a, he's a youth. You're attacking a youth. What? I do three damage to this youth. You do have advantage. Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. Meaning that it should be a sneak attack if I'm wrong. You're right. Yeah, okay. You're right. You're right. So you rolled all ones? All ones. You and Mitch, man. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm yeah. throwing you every bone because I don't want to kill you in a prologue, you know? Right. It, it's a sh- it would be a shitty place to die. This is, this is it. After this, the kid gloves come off. You know that, right? Like, this is it. Yes. You, you're going to have to get yourself together. So I do a total of eight damage, but I also have two weapon fighting and a smaller weapon. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so eight damage, you come down at him, you land, you stab this dagger deep into his collarbone, and... Short sword. Short short sword. You stab the short sword deep into his collarbone, and he lets out a breathless gasp, but he's alive. Hopefully not for much longer. (laughs) Okay, 15 for sure hits him, and then the dagger does... What does it look like when you kill this boy? Uh... One more damage from the dagger. He had one, he had one hit point. So what does it mean? What does it look like when you kill this boy? Um, I I jump down and sink this long and thin needle-like short sword into the boy. He lets out a, a gasp, and I use I pull out my dagger and uh, sink it into his throat where his vocal cords would be, to make sure that the that all that's left is a gargle a, little, a, a silent gargle and that's that's it he goes down um your stealth was a 10 which is not great you hear the sounds of people moving in the next room uh they are getting up to come look they don't sound particularly panicked yet but they are definitely coming to check out what just happened uh, your, bo- yeah, your boy absolutely. said a command word through a ball of fire and then went quiet so yeah absolutely do does it seem as though I could extinguish the the lights in here before they got here? There are two torches 15 and 30 feet away from you, you know? Yeah. It, In theory, you could run and do it, but they're fully lit like torches. It's not like a candle that you're blowing out. Um, no. But directly okay. below your feet is the grate. Okay. Um... And is are there more rafters above me, or are the rafters? Yeah, there gone? were rafters. You had kind of tucked yourself up and like swung up to the rafters into the next room. Yeah. But while doing that, he had rolled an eighteen for his perception, and he and he had clocked you. Yeah. Um. Can I do a quick perception and see if I see the guy in the room below me? The room outside. Get a, get a, no, no, no. Below me. Uh, through the grate. You don't see anything down there. Uh, you can make out cold stone floor, but whatever's down there is very, very poorly lit. Uh, if there was a man there, he's not there anymore. Okay. Um, well, then I'm going to try to stealth and get down there. Uh, 15 plus 7, 22. 22? Uh, yeah, 22 okay. to stealth through 22 the 22 stealth. My question to you is, do you just leave the boy? Uh, if I think I can pull the boy down stealthily, and if it looks like there's nobody down there as I start to go down What's there. What's your strength then, score? Yeah, I'll take him. 14. Yeah, uh, you rolled a 22 stealth, and he's right there. Like, it would just require you to drag him with you as you fell. Do you want to? Yeah. All right, you do that. As you 
silently land here next to these barrels down here in and the basement. Still, and it's still dark? Huh? Is it still it's dark? It's right here where, like I said, it's very dimly lit. At least, so you mm-hmm. land here. There are a couple of candles in the back room that shine a light. And they shine a light on this well-toned half-elf bearing a blue four-pointed star upon his brow. And he's standing up at the other side of the room behind this altar with these like makeshift pews that have been made. Wherever this meeting, it looked like this meeting that you were are here to stop from ever happening was going to happen down here in the basement. Things are set up for him, looks like to deliver some sort of sermon. Uh, as the body falls next to you, you land here. I don't think there's any way he doesn't see you. Uh, but you have sort of caught him at least a little bit by surprise. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure my stealth roll of 22 beat his passive perception. He looks up at you, and he doesn't... He, he looks surprised, but he doesn't look out of sorts. Like, he kind of... He accepts what this is immediately. And he starts to step around the side of the altar. And I guess if you want to take an action that is combat, roll initiative. If not, yeah, he's going to... This is the guy I'm supposed to kill, Yeah, right? this is the guy. This is the one that you recognize in your vision. Okay, uh, 13 on my initiative. A 15? 13. 13. He rolled a fucking... Better than a 13, eight. I just feel it. Oh! No, he rolled an 8. I'm not rolling great. Y'all are really lucky, because neither are you. <laughs> I mean... You rolled real great for that boy to notice. I know me. He, I didn't he, have to he's kill the him. best roll I've done all day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to kill that boy. You made me. Okay. Yeah, you. I'm not the monster. You, here. As he comes around the side, and you you see he stands there, and he's got his hands in front of him. And he's like, "Traveler, we do not need to do this." Yeah, Reyes doesn't say anything, mm-hmm. and since he's got his short sword kind of out already. Can I charge to him and make it to him in one charge? Absolutely. You're only 15 feet away. Cool. I charge him and, and go to try to you, finish this off as quick as I can. You bound over basically these these pews, these short uh, bench tables, or these bench seats, and you're right in his face. Um, do uh, Because technically I did beat his passive perception, do I get a sneak attack in this instance? instance? Um, or is that... No, 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 no. This is, a, this is a direct onslaught and he saw you coming. There's no advantage here. Okay, that's fair. Um, does a 16 plus some numbers get him? Plus 5? Plus 5, yes. Okay, cool. He's gonna take... Hell yeah, max damage. Fuck. Uh, 9 damage from the short sword. Okay. As I, as I just charge him, flip the sword sword short sword so it's fate like it's pointing upwards and slide in what is he wearing is he wearing armor he is wearing nothing but a simple traveler's robe it is a like a cream colored cloth with the four pointed blue star otherwise Absolutely. otherwise it's it's a simple shirt and pants to his left side my uh, short sword digs right into his flesh under his ribs as I as I charge him he, he lets out a crunt, a, a, a deep um, breath, and then he looks in your eyes is like, I see, there's no speaking to one who is tainted. Is there, a, um, when I attack with my two-weapon fighting, I still add the proficiency, just not the You just don't add anything to damage. Yeah. Okay, so it's still a plus five? Yes. Okay, so then I get, then I attack with the, the dagger, I pull the dagger out from behind my back, okay. and... Uh, I go to dig it in his, like, uh, collarbone neck region. Okay. 
and I do two more damage with that. What'd you roll? Uh, it was a 15 plus five to hit. All right. Oof. Rough first round. Now it's his turn. He, t- he does. He like takes a step back, not like to disengage, but to put distance between you. And he puts himself into like a power stance. He does not draw a weapon. He just comes at you with feet and fists. So that's gonna be. He makes two attacks. What's your armor class? 14. 14. All right. Yeah. So the first attack comes at you. He comes at you with his leg and you just deftly jump out of the way and then his other leg comes out of nowhere for a critical hit and does fuck a crit yeah it does uh seven damage bludgeoning damage just out of nowhere just right into your kidney just right into the solar plex somewhere bad i don't know anatomy oh that hurts it does how are you looking just out of curiosity Oh, I got a strong one hit point left. <laughs> All right. And that's going to make it your turn. Uh, well, let's hope I don't miss twice, huh? Fuck! You kidding? <laughs> I wish I was. Mm-hmm. That's a nat one. Nat one? Oh, very good. Yeah. Nat one for the short sword attack. Fucking bullshit. Okay. I mean, at least it doesn't look like he's wearing armor. Maybe I'll no, hit. Why don't you roll? Just kidding. He punched and kicked at me. Uh, not with the nat one. With this next one, uh-huh. which is eleven. Eleven. Yeah. No. You 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 swipe at him with the with the dagger. This sword. Th- that last attack really rattled you, and you do not rally quickly. Uh, it's gonna be his turn. Uh, do you move? I can't. Ri- he's gonna try to attack me if I move. Yes, that's why I asked. But he's gonna try to. I can't. Okay. It doesn't matter. I couldn't get far enough away anyway. He goes. He goes ahead and he does a multi attack. Oh again. wait, wait. What do you wait. got? Wait, never mind. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and I, roll I some forgot stuff. I was a rogue. <laughs> you forgot you were a rogue. <laughs> I forgot I was a rogue. Okay. As a bonus action, I can disengage. Yeah, but you just used your bonus action to attack with your dagger. I know. I wish I hadn't. Yeah, now. that's a shame. What? That's why he says, you are rash and attack without thought. It's a mistake. He reaches out and he grabs you uh, with a 20 and then he makes a second grapple check with a 19. Okay, hold on. Let me counter those. Yeah, nope. Didn't make it out of the first one. Yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, oh, 19, you said? Yes. What's my acrobatics? Yeah. Nah, I didn't make it out no. of those. Nope. What's weird, though, is he grabs you, but he doesn't hit you. He puts the palm of his hand across your forehead, and he tells you that this gift I gift to my enemy, freedom only comes to those who are not bowed. And you were immediately cleansed of the effects of the drug. Um, the black washes out of his skin. Uh, his eyes clear up and he flashes yellow and orange in different patterns as he is just shocked. Shooketh. You guys stand there for like, a, like it feels like a long time with his hand on you. And his, like his fist has grabbed the front of your, your leathers and his other hand on your, is just on your forehead. As this happens. And then he lets go, and you take a step back. It's your turn. What do you do? Um, let's try to bonus action hide. Okay. 15 plus 7, 22. You, you like, do a weird, like, skip backwards and a backflip and disappear into a sack of grain, I guess? Like, <laughs> he kind of knows where you went, but not exactly where you are now. I guess is how that works, because the the rogue hide action is wild. Yeah, uh, you um, you di- you skip back into the dark. Uh, it's a small room, so it's not like you have a lot of options. But you're hidden. 
Um, what do you do? Still technically your turn. Am I hidden somewhere near the only exit? Uh, the other than the, jumping uh, the, out the, through the grate, the you could jump through the grate, or there is stairs to your left. There is a like curved okay. stairway that you're guessing heads back up to behind the bar. Um. Okay, so this is a character question. Mm-hmm. How how bad is it for me if I fail one of these missions? It's not great. Um, they 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 tend to uh you tend to get pretty reprimanded. You don't get paid, which makes it very hard to eat. Um, you, in the worst case scenarios, can get taken back to the facility Ooh. where more testing and experimentation is usually done upon you. Because obviously oh, yeah. you're inferior, and that just doesn't work for the apotheosis program. That's fair. Um, awful, but fair. Um, can I ready an action to uh, sneak attack him? If he gets close. Yeah. Uh, you do that. I imagine he's either going to try to leave or find me. So that's what I'm going to go with. He steps forward as you prepare that. He moves up. You can see him in the dark. You, it, you're you not sure he can see. He, he appears to just be a half-elf. but his, And his eyes are a little bit aglow. But he doesn't like look at you. He just moves closer to you. And he says, it is not too late to change your path. Come to us at the blue light. We will help you. Uh, is he within range? Yes. Okay. I read it in action. It's what I've got to do. Yeah. Um, 11 plus 5, 16. You hit him. Perfect. 5, 6, plus my 3 is no. uh, 14 damage. Oh, no. This adversary is not surprised. Still, as you come out of the grain and you sink your weapon into him, you can tell that you just hit vital. And he starts to kind of, he puts his arm on you and it, and he sort of falls into you in a way where you are holding him. Uh, above you, you hear the sounds of people trying to get the door open and head downstairs. But he is dying. Uh, Rayesk, as he, as he sort of death embraces him, realizes that this is the first time in maybe ever, I guess you'll decide that. Maybe. That he's been conscious of what he's doing. So it, even though he's trained for this, he's not ever been really there. So he starts breathing heavily. It is okay. The Maker unmakes us all eventually. And he does. He uh, pushes him off of him, and he lets him fall to the ground, and he uh, he whips the, the blood off of his short sword and sheaths it. He listens to see which, which entrance they're coming in through. Mm-hmm. Um, which entrance are they coming from? The stairs. Okay, so he runs towards the grate. Yeah, so... And tries to hop out through the gate. Yeah, so Great. you... I'm going to say, like, you've, you've demonstrated the ability, and you, you you hop up, you sink your suckers to, like, the wall, and then kick off of it and shoot out the top of this grate, because, you know, it's not screwed down or, or mounted in any way. And you just run through that room and jump out the window directly in front of you. Glass shatters, and you take off sprinting out of town. The bouncer out front raises a cry, but he's not quick enough. 
you outpace him very rapidly and find yourself running out into the night. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I try to make a getaway. I, uh, I imagine I didn't have my pack on me, so I run towards where my pack was. Sure. Uh, and I pick up my pack. You, um, you're very quick. You you feel like you lost people, but it, it it there's a paranoia that's set into you at this point. You uh you feel more sober than you've felt in weeks, and I don't know what that does to you. Uh, it's shocking in so many ways. Uh, his his skin takes on this sort of spiky texture, and. If he doesn't have a cloak in his pack, which I don't think I have one written, mm-hmm. just so we're aware, but that's again, <laughs> this is really kind of up to you. Sure. He tries to find one to take off of something somewhere. Yeah, as you sprint, you recollect your things and put on something to cover up your armor so that you're less descript because your face does stand out to people. And you, in the distance, can see dawn coming soon, but you are on your way outside, out of Bree. And last, you were told, was to join Inquisitor Vivaldi's platoon heading into the dependencies of Celestian. On his way out, he makes sure to wash any blood off of him. He's still breathing heavy. He looks back at the city as, as morning dawns, and he's his skin still has this somewhat spiny texture. He grits his teeth, and he keeps walking. Hey, Tavern Goers! Thanks again for listening to Torchlit Tavern. Today's tale featured Mitchell Travis as Etheru, Jeffrey Lisk as Rayesk, Ryan Santos as Number Nine, and Jameson Oxford as the Dungeon Master. You can follow us and interact with us on Twitter at Torchlit Tavern, or email us with any of your most pressing questions at torchlittavern at gmail.com. You can also find our entertainers on the streets of twitch.tv slash torchlittavern, yelling obscenities at passersby. If you enjoyed our tale, you can tip your storytellers as you leave the tavern, which you can do via patreon.com backslash torchlittavern. Every little bit helps, and those who tip well and often can find themselves privy to an extra story or two, jokes, or maybe even a bit of hidden lore. Our story continues to grow all the time, and though we have no designs on a vast empire, your help is always appreciated. Our theme music for this campaign was designed by the bard, Brett Eagleston. Get his music at breadeagleston.bandcamp.com or find links for all his projects by following Bread Eagles on Twitter. This episode was edited and produced by Jameson Oxford and Ryan Santos. Other music and sound effects are provided by Epidemic Sound with help from freesound.org. And if you should find yourself surrounded by eager ears and attentive listeners, remember to tell good stories. Hey, the, oh. the maker would like you to get back to work. Do you do that? Okay. Ha, 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 ha.
Uh, Don't laugh. <laughs> That's awful. No, I'm gonna cut my laugh out. Just the the <laughs> the, the the okay is just gonna be so fucked up <laughs> for a while, and I can feel it. Yeah, it's yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fucked up for a really long time. <laughs> I hope. Honestly, I I I'm hoping 